Hello and welcome to another of Political Yeti's Politics Podcasts. I'm James Miller, podcaster, political commentator and author. Yes, the gender agenda is out on Friday. Go and buy my book, please. Um, I am joined for this week's podcast by uh, Julia Rampen, digital news editor for The New Statesman. Hello. Hello. And by uh, a new MP, but I've lost my new MP plaques and I'll have to dig it out of my box of... Uh, jingles. It's Martin Whitfield, the Labour MP for East Lothian. Hello. Hello. Let us start with this. It's PMQs in review. It's PMQs in review. It's PMQs in review. It's PMQs in review. Yes, Prime Minister's questions in review. Did you like that, Martin? <laughs> Good, wasn't it? Um, did you like Prime Minister's questions? Prime Minister's questions today was great because um, Paul managed to get a question in. He came out the ballot, Paul which Sweeney. was good. Paul Sweeney. Yes. Um, and it's quite something to come out of the ballot quite mm-hmm. so early on. So um, apart from having a brilliant question, um, it led, well, just before that, he'd been on the front bench for yes. Scottish questions. Mm-hmm. So only very diligent viewers of Westminster TV will see him sneak out, bent double off the front bench, crawl along past the speaker, and then push his way along a line. We'd kept him a seat it's on a, row three, it's and a, he went down row two. Oh. So what oh. you will see is lots of MPs having to shuffle left and right to squeeze him in. So, oh, well, come on, it's his first yeah. time out. Give, give the man a break. <laughs> um, his question was that the Prime Minister is uh, aware of job insecurity these days, and why is she closing all the job centres in Glasgow? With um, a tear in her eye. Yes, there was a lot of questions referencing this sort of stuff. We had Geoffrey Robinson who made a comment about driverless vehicles and how this was some reference to the government. We had uh, Ian Murray calling her the interim Prime Minister, which I think was probably the pick of the bunch, actually. Um, did we have any more? I can't, there was uh, there was a lot of questions about how uh, insecure the Prime Minister is. Um, was that the main takeaway, Julia? Yeah, I'm just imagining Ian Murray consoling someone when they're down. It's probably <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was um, there was a lot of um, coordinated effort it seemed mm-hmm. a lot of teamwork going on in Labour and even speaking of Ian Murray um, he even was asking a question to back up Jeremy Corbyn which we were talking about you know, a year ago it was quite a different dynamic on the Labour benches Ian Murray is easily the biggest fan in Parliament of my Jeremy Corbyn jingle um, which questioned how long till Jeremy Corbyn disappeared well, I haven't played that since the election because it's now completely out of date um, but yes it was strange to find him now suddenly he's uh, approaching being on team Corbyn which is uh, quite the, the turnaround um, and that was the big turnaround I think wasn't it that Corbyn won PMQs today oh, and won doubt. it easily yeah without doubt it was fascinating watching the uh, the Tories sitting there and it's interesting you talked about team play I'm, I'm not so I'm not so sure there was as much coordinated team play as coordinated thinking from Labour. But I certainly think when you look at some of the questions that were coming out of the Tories, there was a lot of read it better, here's your sheet to get it right. Um, And I think there was a huge amount of uh, protective questions going out to use up uh, PMQs because obviously it's the last one before the recess. Um, And so there was uh, a lot of people anxious to get in. Uh, and they couldn't. <laughs> what, what will you do when the whips come and say, here's a question, Martin, can you ask it at PMQs? 
Uh, it depends on which side of the chamber we're sitting at that stage. <laughs> Assuming you moment, are on the same side of the, at the moment, because you wouldn't want to take if for granted winning your you know, saving your, uh, what's the word? I'd be more than happy to get another election. You wouldn't want to take what, to see for a granted, Labour, would you? To see a Labour government, I'd, be, I'd work extremely hard well, to win my seat again. Sure, but you wouldn't want to I take think on granted. this side, I'll I, I, I take your question. I, I think while sitting in, in opposition, it's a great opportunity when your name comes out of the hat yeah. um, to firstly have a bit of fun, do mm. some damage, but also raise issues with the Prime Minister that are very pertinent to your mm-hmm. own constituency. And there's an obligation to do that. So if the whips were to come to me with um, a question that uh, I'd given them to come to me with, then I'd be more than happy to accept it. <laughs> I think that was a politician's answer, am I right? That sounded uh, yeah, I think I think that that in, in quite, a, quite a clever way there. Um, but yeah, the, the Prime Minister, I thought, looked... Uh, uh, she looked beaten, really, today. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think you said steam running out, and mm. I thought, you know, the engine's empty. There wasn't much that they had to say that was positive, and all the yeah, things that they yeah. threw back seemed either something from the last parliament around, you know, mm. the financial crisis. There's people who can't even remember the financial crisis now. Yes, And um, also, you know, every time they talked about stable economy, the words Brexit came up and also the DUP yeah. deal, um, yep. which I think the DUP deal is going to be a stick to beat the Tories with for a long time to come. And it's one that they don't have a defence against, as far as yeah. I can see. Yeah, I think, I can't remember how they described it today. Was it unique? Yes, uh, well, David Mundell has got his yeah. question today, some sort of targeted uh, money for Northern Ireland, which Support. just happened to be going their way in return for the DUP backing them. And that is actually point. something that unites all the opposition parties. I mean, the SNP yes. are equally, although I think the SNP in the past once did say that they would work with the DUP, they, they seem very positive that they disagree yeah. with this. There was um, interesting, I think, I, I suspect it was during Scottish questions, but there yeah. was the DUP were giving some of the SNP MPs quite a bit of stick during Scottish questions. You know, usually they sit on the same benches and they're all sort of mixed in and all the rest of it. There was an uh, interesting um, new arrangement there. Um, I do think it was interesting in PMQs, though, watching the, um, the official front bench. They were not talking to each other. They were visibly as far apart as they can possibly be on that front bench. Okay. And it was also fascinating that the second the speaker stood up to say that was the end of PMQs, the benches yeah. vanished. Well, that's because everyone's gone on holiday now. Well, maybe it is they're also all, going on holiday. Well. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. They're all off. Um, yes, Jeremy Corbyn had a letter from Sarah. He went back to his letters. But even people aren't laughing at that anymore. It's mm. like, that's OK. It's just bizarre. But It'll he, be interesting to see when somebody in the... Uh, Tory office turn around and suggest to Theresa May that she asks to see and meet these people. Um, I think back to the election where she was meeting no members of the public. Yes. Um, so, you know, mm-hmm. Jeremy offers a, a letter from Sarah. Why doesn't she say, I'll meet Sarah and try and deal with these things head on rather than coming up with another here's flippant a, throwaway line? Here's of, a tip for Labour. You should get Sarah in there sitting on one of the um, gallery seats. Well, yeah, but you're not supposed to reference people sitting in the oh, gallery. Right, I thought okay. that was interesting. I mean, you know, there's these, that happens quite a lot these days. But then there was all sorts yeah. of rules being broken. There was yeah, Hannah Bardell sitting in our football, football strip. That's not worth like a tire, is it? We've had all this flipping stuff it about ties. Whether you're a professional footballer so, or not. Well, well, that's a fair point, yes. <laughs> Have we entered the age of anarchy in Parliament then? Well, yeah, it's good. I mean, <laughs> I, I, she didn't try to get called. I don't think the Speaker would have called her wearing that. But, um, you know, it's not, what does he say? You have to wear business like a tire. That is not business like a tire. I mean, it is if you're I'm not going to get wound up about it, but 
you know, if you've got these rules, then truly you've got to enforce them. It was interesting that she chose to hide it until she, she was called, yeah. and then she stood up. That and was quite show, clever. But then very she, clever. She took it off. Um, yes, this is of course ahead of the the big match tonight: England, right. uh, England versus Scotland in the uh, women's Euro Championships. Um, I heard something on Radio 4 this morning where they were saying, oh, isn't it great that England, oh, you know, everyone's getting behind England. And I was like, oh, go blimey. Scotland are playing as well, you know, it's BBC Radio 4. But, but it was nice to see in, uh, in Scottish questions and mentioned in PMQs, though, the, the reference to so many successful sports people from Wimbledon and the football. Um, yes. That was very generous. Uh, well, and honest thanks, because it's a long time since... <laughs> <laughs> was, it, was, was anybody successful at Wimbledon this year? Well, everyone. You know, it's a bit like the election. Everyone doubles. lost, basically, didn't they? <laughs> That's true. Fair enough. I'll give you that. Yes, Jimmy Murray in the doubles. Um, also, uh, we had Theresa May saying to Jeremy Corbyn, "When did you introduce the minimum wage?" To which the answer was 1997. <laughs> that was really weird. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, there was a lot of Theresa May doing that, going, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's rubbish, you are. Mm-hmm. And when did you introduce the minimum wage? Never. Well, actually, <laughs> other than they did. Can we, t- can we talk as name. well about the um, SNP new yes. PMQs? Because I thought it was interesting. I did this interview with Kirsty Blackman the other day and um, I focused on her talking about being a millennial. Yeah. And then, um, you know, it was really interesting to see um, Ian Blackford being like the voice of the, the yes. pensioners. And then followed by this like voice mm-hmm. of the un, you know under 18s yes that's a good was... point um ian blackford went on waspy which is like his safety zone because he's been doing that for a couple of years and the prime minister again said given his background i'm surprised he's raised this she is going to pin the city stuff on him every time it looks like which i find well, it's still a big challenge when you've got more than one job <laughs> well <laughs> to be fair it is there's, there's, there's this stuff that exactly he's got these extra jobs that he has and he's not going to give up and she's clearly she seems to be the only person that's particularly making an effort to pin it on him i just uh, I'm but it's also disappointing that, that she used it to avoid answering the question well again sure well and um, as an SNP mp tweeted at me going well that just means he knows what he's talking about well, yeah, investment bankers know what they're talking about, don't they? Uh, um, and we had Jeremy Corbyn saying the Prime Minister should have a check with reality. Now, go on, gram- grammar pedant, former teacher Martin Whitfield, that's not a thing, check with reality. It's a reality check. It's a reality check. I mean, um, a few weeks ago we would have been going, oh, look at Jeremy Corbyn, he can't even say reality check properly, he's rubbish. And now he's saying, check with reality, and I'm getting tweets saying, oh, it's what all the kids are saying now, it's going to be cool now, Jeremy's done it. Well, absolutely. <laughs> and that's what the election has done. It's well, I'm rewritten right. I'm right. the yes. approach. Check with reality is not a thing, right? I don't know it. I've never heard of it. I, haven't even I mean, heard appreciate that's not the biggest issue in Prime Minister's questions. But, uh, I like the idea of him dialing up reality, you know, and just saying... <laughs> Unless it's actually a negotiable yeah. instrument, here's my check, and it's a reality that it's... <laughs> Maybe yeah. should ask Ian about yeah. that. <laughs> yes, or oh, um, OK, and we had Scottish questions before, which I think is worth mentioning because it was Leslie Laird's first outing. This is, Absolutely. She was made Shadow Scot- Sec- Scottish Secretary, like, within days of getting elected, which, well, you can argue about whether that was a good idea or not. But... Well, it's um, certainly good to have MPs to choose from this yes, time. Yes, that's true. <laughs> and I thought she put in quite a good performance. I think she um, put a very good performance. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously it was her first time and, you know, it could have been very nervy and rubbish on that basis. But I just thought the dynamic was interesting because um, she's not somebody that Mundell knows. Mm-hmm. So there's immediately he doesn't quite know how to react to her. And it was also interesting that her style um, 
in asking the question was one of patience and that she paused mm. and she waited um, and she used the chamber um, and she articulated her view very well and then a very blank bluff answer back mm -hmm. came um, and I think it was interesting and I think that there is um, a lot of mileage to be made uh, when we occasionally get Scottish questions although there seems to be plenty of room <laughs> in yeah. the diary for a few more well, um, to have a chance to explore some of the issues that um, have been too easily avoided in the previous parliament well yeah I mean, clearly Scottish questions is completely different there because it's not 56 versus one, one, and one. It's mm. uh, it's a different setup. But yeah. On um, the other hand, I've kept being drawn to look at the um, you know, conservative MPs from Scotland now who are yeah. there to ask. Well, probably not that challenging questions. Did they ask any questions? Did they wasn't, ask one? Wasn't, I'm I think there, there was one I guy at the hound. There was one because we were like, yeah. who's he? Oh yes, there was the fellow who we're might be the hound. I'm not sure if he is he, the hound. There's, he may or may there's not one be of the Tories who is nicknamed the hound. Do you know which one? I don't. Oh. He is now. I can he is now, yeah. This, this makes us all look we quite bad. We could call him the terrier, just a um, special nickname. <laughs> yeah, the other one, whichever. One's the hound and one's the terrier. Yeah. We'll figure out who they are. But um, no, I haven't quite got to grips with the new uh, Tory MPs yet, I confess. But hopefully there's a thing on tonight and I will then get to meet them and be able to tell you who's who. I can tell you Stephen Kerr from Sterling. Mm -hmm. He looks like Thanos out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The most and I have to say that Stephen... I have to say that Stephen is uh, very enthusiastic with engaging with the uh, SNP front bench. Oh, is he? Oh, his, okay. his, his natural seat, uh, sort of two rows back but opposite them. Oh, okay. And he spends much time sharing his views with them across oh, okay. the That's uh, divide. Uh, and there's two that look quite similar, which I've got a bit of a problem with. They just look like <laughs> Tory boys, essentially, which they are. But um, anyway, we'll get to grips with that. Um, are you, have you been hanging out with them since you arrived, Martin? Well, you know, you're all Scottish MPs. Do you sort of... Yeah, we keep bumping into them in, in, in various well, places, obviously. In the uh, lunch queue. You push in the lunch queue and stuff. stuff. There we go. There's your drink on. And, and you owe me a drink. Yeah. And you're buying because you're rich. Uh, things like that. So it's like the Aberdeenshire Council. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. I went pursuing them to see if they would sign my EDM. Ooh. And they all initially went yes. Went off and spoke to their whip and came back and said, we don't sign EDMs. Oh, sure. I said, that's disappointing because it's about the VAT that the uh, fire brigade obviously oh, suffer right, in Scotland. Yes. And I said, but you must agree with it. And said, we, we agree with it, but we, we can't sign it. Oh, <laughs> and I okay. thought, that's nice. So I could quote you. <laughs> so they um, are going to uh, sort it out, apparently. That's what I've been assured. So uh, there's a... <laughs> okay. <I heard laughs> yeah, I'll not hold my breath either. It's a complicated one, this VAT thing, isn't it? It's not ideal. Labour have got the best position, right? Because you didn't do it. Well, and you're not currently making it happen, so you can just sit there and go, "You're all idiots for making this happen." Well, it's absolutely. I mean, Tories. it's but but it's also that point that you know, notwithstanding, everybody knew it was coming when they yes. merged. Um, you know, it was two thousand and two thousand and thirteen, April the first, ironically. Yes, um, and it needs changing because I mean, twenty percent, one fifth of the budget, yeah. just going back into the chancery is ridiculous. It is a bit nutty. Uh, so you've done an EDM. I've done an EDM. What, what else have you done since you got here? What, what have you I've been? I've done uh, a question. It was a yeah. very good question. And question? I've done some uh, various uh, interjections left, right, and centre. Um, yeah. I had social culture and media. Uh, was my question about East Lothian, which has obviously uh, been a film a venue. Of well, no, it's a, well, it is a very hotbed of culture, but it's been a film venue for a number of major films. What? Um, what films? What? Yeah. BFG crossing oh. the A1, the railwayman. Oh, okay. So it's apart from the, the major, film or just no, no, it's part of BFG. It's one of the great moments in the BFG say, where the entire class sat and watched and went, "That's our A one." Uh -huh. <laughs> um, so I asked, you know, 
that perennial discussion, has anyone actually sat down with all the parties to discuss what's going to happen <laughs> with Brexit, with oh, film okay. and culture? And amazingly, the same answer comes out, which is, oh, sort of, but no, not really. It's um, going to be amazing. It's, we're going to just have constant celebrations of British culture. There will it's going be, to be fantastic. The whole issue Brexit. of funding the arts will disappear because there won't be any musicians coming here anymore. So. <laughs> well, we'll have our own musicians, and they're the best ones anyway. anyway you I should see. know this. Aren't British musicians the best well, ones? The, the problem with musicians is that they they Hang think on. that they can learn from musicians in other countries, so they uh, don't really like not being able to study with them. The British musicians are the best, right, Julia? Um, what, what are you doing? Well, my <laughs> pause here. My fiance is a musician, exactly. double bassist, and he just um, went to Canada to study with a guy who actually wanted to work in London as the uh, principal of the London, I think yeah. London uh, Symphony Orchestra, but he can't because of UK immigration rules. Um, so he's uh, yeah he was complaining to me that actually the UK has cut itself off from all these people who would have attracted more people to the UK. So, that's so the future's bright, although quite silent. It's the fine. future's yeah no, we've quite got, silent. We've got like the Arctic Monkeys and the Beatles. We but don't need any of these foreign musicians. Musicians aren't paid very well, so it's quite hard for them to come to the UK on well, any kind of visa. Your fiance will be like raking it in because they'll yeah. only be able to use British musicians. Yeah, that'll be fantastic. <laughs> A clash um, of culture coming, I fear. This is what's going to happen after Brexit, isn't it? It's all going to be amazing. Um, An orchard of cash trees that we can share yes, exactly. and fund everything with. Um, generally, how do you find this place? Is it everything you expected? Is it weirder than you expected? Well, I have to say, that in the first week, I was very flippantly saying, we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. Um, <laughs> by week two, I was starting to believe it, and here we are, week six, and I definitely believe it, and I think I can write the dissertation on the actual meaning of that phrase from Oz, <laughs> because um, we are definitely in Oz, um, and every so often you open a door and find a puppeteer pulling, <laughs> pulling yeah. on uh, levers and things oh. like that. And, uh, not, who's 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 the MP? Who's the scarecrow? Who's not got a brain? Oh, who's the scarecrow? Oh, you could have so much fun with this, couldn't you? Who's not got a heart? Who's not got a who's heart? Not got well, courage. there we go. The entire front bench. So far, we're doing very. I'm not sure I would take them to to try and get one though. I think if they just leave. Ian Duncan Smith. He's got to be the, the tin man. He's not got a heart, has he? Do you know, Ian Duncan Smith said good morning to me. I discovered that he's along my corridor and uh, he works ridiculously long hours. And uh, as I was walking out or coming to my office, I think he was heading home and he went, good morning. I said, good morning. And he walked past. And does, thought, he, does he really work long hours or does he just hide in his office so he doesn't have maybe to face just all the people well, who are yeah. going to blame him for Brexit? <laughs> <laughs> Can't actually leave the building for fear of being actually lives by pitchforks. Yeah, uh, now there's an interesting investigation. How many MPs are actually just living in the palace? That would be a... <laughs> I'll oh, tell you, I'll tell you what I have discovered, probably which, a few, actually. which has come as a complete surprise, which is the number of baths in uh, the Palace of Westminster. Not just toilets, but actual baths. I've heard about this, but I could never find the bath. I was told there's a I'm bath. the room of requirement. When I was, it is. Well, when I was getting my bathroom done, right, obviously I didn't have any, any <laughs> washing machine. There is a shower in the yes, press gallery, and I used that right. one, but I was also told oh, there's right. a bath somewhere oh. in the building, but I could never find I it. I found 11. 11? Wow. I found really? 11. Yeah, including port, no, not including portcullis house. I found 11 baths. I so told him. If I can they? find one more, it's going to be my calendar available <laughs> at the end of this year. Parliamentary baths. Well, the parliamentary baths. Or a book. It could Start be a Twitter account. Yeah, tweet pictures <laughs> of them. Great. Very well. Um, any nominations for Wizard of Oz characters amongst politicians? <laughs> Boris Johnson for the Cowardly Lion. Yes. Mm. Did they make a good Cowardly Lion? Yes. And he just. Talks a good talk, but doesn't actually seem to do very much. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm missing a scarecrow. We're missing a brainless scarecrow. I suppose Theresa May has to be Dorothy, right? 
Well, that's a bit frightening. That's a really frightening I thought, that, say, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't want to make any images. I was going to go so for the Wicked really... Witch. She, yeah, oh, she's okay. melt, she melts. As the house, she comes, as the house yes. comes down on yeah, she she the witch. She brought the house down. Who are the flying monkeys? Well, I'm not going there. No, we're not going there. D.U.P. That has to be the flying monkeys, right? If she's a witch, there you go. And only there for the money. So we haven't we got, haven't we haven't got, got a Dorothy or a Scarecrow. Or, you know, a brainless. Well, um, Philip Davis has to be the Scarecrow because he's not, he's not <laughs> yeah. got a brain. He's a terrible yeah. uh, And you need a Dorothy. A Dorothy. Dorothy. Who's that? Oh, oh Andrea Ledson. She'd make a good Dorothy, right? <laughs> you could see. Her That's in, an interesting in the, future. In the, in the, you're gonna, you're, I don't want to go too far down this route. I can certainly see her in the pigtails. You're going to spark a premiership debate. Who's the wizard? Oh, who's pulling the who's international capitalism? <laughs> it's actually behind yeah, all. It's, it's all just it's a, somewhere in the city. It's all just in a the front. Wharf. Yeah, it's all just a front, and that's who's actually running the show. <laughs> Have to ask Ian. <laughs> um, well, that was an interesting diversion. I didn't expect to take it uh, go down. Um, if you have nominations for uh, politicians who should be in a, a Wizard of Oz, Wizard, please do get in touch. I am at Political Yeti or uh, on Twitter or Political Yeti at uh, gmail.com. Uh, we will finish with I Love Your Questions, the never ending uh, chain of questions, and it's got its own jingle, which sounds like. Uh, well, it was about to sound like something until my wife just sent me a text, so I have to wait for that to disappear before I can actually press the button to start the uh, jingle. It sounds like this. I love your questions. I love your questions. I love your questions. That will be revoiced for the new term in September. Um, I love your questions. Uh, this is the never-ending chain of questions. Last week, Drew Hendry set this... Quite odd question, really, but you know it's fun. What is the most you've ever eaten at one sitting? Either of you. I have been pondering Ooh. this. Oh, go on, I'll let you go first because well, I'm, I'm just thinking. Yeah, um, I, I, it's hard to say. Really. I did once eat a Christmas dinner with my housemates not that long ago. Yeah, it was so big that I threw up afterwards. Excellent. Oh well, that's got to win. Christmas dinner, yeah, that must brilliant. be. It wasn't Christmas. It was just, just you know, a month Christmas or so dinner. before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. it was Christmas a trial. It was a practice. Yeah, <laughs> let's was, see how. We were so we enthusiastic can, yeah. that the amount of food that we had yeah. was too much for my stomach to handle. Uh, I certainly did that when I was small. Had had the sticky, the, the, the chocolate <laughs> fudge cake. Had the chocolate fudge <laughs> cake at the end of dinner, and then was sick on the way home. Uh, I think it I'm going to offer. No, I'm going to offer Millennium Party. Ooh, oh, there was a group mm. of us. I remember the millennium. I remember the millennium. Wow, group of us got a suckling pig and roasted it outside. Wow. Um, just in sheer massive celebration. But uh, we were quite frightened by exactly how much meat you get yes. <laughs> on a suckling pig. Pigs are pretty big. Yeah, they're, yeah, it was. It was. So I think as a single sort of sit down, not a stop feast and not a sort of all you can eat buffet, I would go for the millennium. That uh, sounds great. I wish I'd come to your house for the millennium. It was very the millennium good. was actually rubbish as well as I remember. <laughs> got all wound up about Y2K and all the rest of it. <laughs> Best thing about it was 1999 by Prince being played all over the country <laughs> at 5 to 12. Um, okay, uh, have you got a question for... Oh, uh, probably next week's guest. No podcast next week because I'm going on holiday. We will then do a series of summer specials. Are you going to come on summer specials, Julia? You, you're around over the summer. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll be back in September with an MP who I think... Obviously, it's a long way off, so that things could change. I think it's going to be Alison Thewlis. Oh, so for, so for Alison, excellent. Set, what question would you set for uh, a teacher? I mean, it doesn't have to I'm, be about being a teacher, but I'm just thinking you're probably used to setting say, questions, right? That's a rubbish question. I'm going to say, 
what is her best guess at how many times birthdays are mentioned in Shakespeare? Right, I will ask you the answer off that uh, for that off air because uh, obviously I don't know. <laughs> you have the whole summer um, to find out. Well, yeah, or I could just ask you. Right? <laughs> Pedagogy is about now. Com- all right, I can just ask you. Okay. Pedagogy is <laughs> about accompanying someone to knowledge. So I'll, I'll walk with you to the answer. <laughs> I don't know. You just tell me the answer, right? Um, <laughs> that, come on. Only if you ask nicely. Um, okay. I, mean, I, I, I want to guess, but maybe I'll wait till. Is it is it like one or zero? Is that your guess? Is it more than zero? Yes. Okay. I'm not going to guess after that. Then. <laughs> um, okay. I will uh, say uh, as we come to the end of uh, summer term, like I say, no podcast next week because I am on holiday. Uh, book out Friday. Please buy it. It's called The Gender Agenda. Um, if you want to get in touch, especially if you want to come on the summer specials, I am at Political Yeti on Twitter. I am politicalyeti at gmail.com on the email. Or my website is james miller.com. And I'll say thank you to Julia and thank you to Martin. And uh, tune in in two weeks for another of Political Yeti's Politics Podcast. Thank you.